You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Gladiators, what is up? I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful night. Uh, we're here for another Scandal After Buzz TV After Show, Season 2, Episode 21. Any questions? Um, I'm your host, Emilius Jr., and I'm joined here with three amazing gladiators, starting with. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Canelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. And we're going to get right into it, as always. Um, tonight, we're going to go back to our scene-by-scene scene and just break this episode down. But first, I want to hear your thoughts. What did you guys think about the episode overall? I kind of loved it, kind of didn't. Um, I, I don't I don't really know how I feel after that ending. I could... The last five minutes were kind of like the meat of the episode. The beginning was kind of, you know, warming you up. And the whole time I was like, okay, now what's going on? What? Okay. I, like It was kind of dragging a little bit to me. But the last five minutes, it kind of pushed it to where I thought it was going to be the entire episode. Yeah. What do you guys think? I <laughs> didn't like it. I did not felt it was a little all over the place. And... I understand that you have to kind of prelude into um, to what's going to happen for the finale. So if this is a two hour, this is basically like a two hour finale and this was like part one. And for me, I felt it was all over the place. There was some moments and scenes that for me, it was like, OK, this is way too much. Mm-hmm. Sophia? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into it. So Cyrus is dealing with a lot of pressure with the, the press basically on his ass, trying to figure out what's going on with the president. And he keeps saying, you know, referring back to the statement, the statement, the statement. And the interesting thing was we go back to this dynamic between James and Cyrus. And I'm trying to remember this. Yes, this is the first time that we see them interact since he talked to Melly. Do you think that Cyrus is out of place by the way he's treating James? Because he's still going back to that that place where he doesn't treat him like he's an actual correspondent. Hell Yes. Okay, Cyrus was so out of pocket. He was so disrespectful. He was he was completely wrong. James said that what was he supposed to do? Okay, wait, time out. Are we going all the way forward oh, yet? Or do sorry. we just mean the beginning part in just the actual this beginning press part conference? When they were in the press, press conference. conference. I don't think he was out of line. I think if anything, out of line would have been not to address him at all. And and pretend as if he wasn't there. I thought he interacted with him like he would any reporter given the situation in the actual press conference. I 
Oh, in the press conference. In the I'm actual yeah. press, press conference. conference. I jumped. So I know. I'm That's sorry. Why I'm trying to help you out. Now, but when they ask, when one of the people or the press asks, uh, where is the president? And then he goes to Olivia. They were at Olivia's place, right? Yes. He goes to Olivia's place and he tries to get in with how. And then he gets and he tells them. No, Olivia, no, let's back up real quick. Sorry. Because this is, like, I'm sorry. Cyrus's lines and the way when it's similar to season one when Cyrus was running down the hallway and we literally thought he was going to have a heart attack. It was very similar to that it was similar to when he tried to get um, Jake to stand down and move from from the doorway. He, it was almost as if his entire blood was boiling. And basically, what he told him was, "I'm not Jesus Christ." And then he went one further. He goes, "Jesus Christ saves people, and 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 um and um absolves them of their sins. I crush people. I destroy them." That's what I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. That's line. what he said. So basically, he's saying like, "I'm worse than God." Right? Because I, I have no honor. I have no faith. So at the end of the day, you need to get out of my way. And Tom, right? It's mm-hmm. Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom basically was like, you need to give me a reason. So Tom was obviously scared, but had to hold his position like he should. But he was just saying, you have to give me a viable reason why the president would be in danger for me to step aside. Which Cyrus said he's having a heart attack. Yeah. But big ups to, uh, sorry to cut you off, Sophia. No. Big ups to Hal. Was it Hal? No, it's Tom. 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 Big ups Tom. to Tom for standing his ground because if it were Hal, a.k.a. Pillow Talk, <laughs> he would have let, him, right let him right in. He would have let, he would be like, oh, cool, you're here? Finally. And he would have opened up the door and let him right straight to the back bedroom. When we got back to, or when he got into the bedroom, he told him to get up, though. I like that it still was this happy between Olivia and Fitz. Like, they, they're so in love with each other, and they just didn't care. And even when Cyrus sees them, they just don't care. It was a shock at first, obviously. But when they got on the elevator, when Fitz got on the elevator and did a little smirk. He was smiling. He was smiling. He's happy. Um now, David, this... Oh, my goodness. I'm what, what sorry. I Am I the only one was like, we always... Why do you want to rush through oh, Olin's God, moments? Like, you need to slow down. I do it because... It is, no, no, it. no. I'm just going to cut you off right now. <laughs> so, it is the first time that we have seen Olivia and Fitz so comfortable, so calm. To use a word, I think, that, that Bam used last episode, like... That's her man. Like, he was like, yo, I got my girl. And there was no anything. Usually there's an angst. There's a, we have to run and we have to go back to our normal lives. There was none of that. It was literally as if two people who have always been in a relationship and they're simply waking up in the morning. He's going to his job. She's going to her job. And they're having their normal banter. And the way that they interacted, because then she's about to go to work, right? Right. So by her going to work, she's trying to put on the Olivia Pope fixer hat back on in relationship to Fitz. And Fitz goes, no. He goes, I need you to stand down. Right? And go ahead, ma'am. Well, at first, I like the fact that Fit, um, that Olivia and Fitz were completely unfazed to the, get up! <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, he was furious. And they just kind of popped up well, for a second. quietly tried to yeah. cover her face. Like, yeah. he didn't yeah. see her in yeah. the head. Like, she tried to yeah. put her hand like over her eyes. Like, they're not at her yeah. apartment. Yeah, she's like, ooh, yeah. ooh, girl. And then, oh. and then after that, it was just like, okay, so what who cares? And they just, they went back to, you know, their their lovey self. So I thought that was just funny how unfazed they were. But going back to, going back to, I lost my train of thought, what we were talking about before. It's telling her to stand down. Mm-hmm. I like this scene because Fitz, 
you know how I go into the whole man thing? Like, he puts his foot down and he's like, no, like, you, there are some things that we men do not like for our women to do. And so, like, Fitz wants to take care and handle this himself. And so he he said what he had to say. She respected it. And then they went and they, they went forward. And then I also thought it was cool how Olivia toward the end, we'll, which we'll talk about that. But they both had their moments where as a man, he said what he had to say as a woman. She said what she had to say. But there was a mutual respect. There was no arguing. There was no horror. There was no name calling or anything. So I like the two scenes that they had where they were kind of being um, the aggressor toward one another and there was no drama. I also like how this was kind of a similar scene to when Olivia and Edison were in that same scenario. Remember mm-hmm. back, you know, early mm-hmm. season, they were getting dressed. Edison was going on and on talking about who he used to date. One girl didn't <laughs> read books. Can you believe that? And yada, yada, yada. And Olivia was just, you know, quietly getting dressed like do, 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 do. This was like the contrast to that. It was the total opposite. You can see that she was actually happy and she was actually she was it's like she was free like she was like she was like very free in that situation so i liked how it was to me i was like oh this is the exact same situation but just a different person the person she wanted it to be Mm -hmm. i have a comment but i'm going to address it later uh we go to Olivia Pope and Associates. We have David here, and David's commenting on the cheater who is the, the president. He cheated with defiance. He cheated with this. And this is when I started to have a little bit of distress for David because he is trying so hard to fit in with these gladiators. But you know, sometimes when people try a little too hard, that's the vibe I was getting from him. It seemed like he was trying a little too hard to fit in, a little too hard to act like everything was okay. And I disagree with you. I don't think David was trying hard at all. I thought he was, he's a pretty damn good fronter. He did a very good job just pretending like everything was cool. Like, even the way he responded to Abby, you know, well, it's all good. I'm a gladiator now. Like, I thought he played them like a deck of cards in Vegas. I mean, I thought he was real smooth with them, me personally. I don't know. I, 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 I disagree. I didn't think he was smooth. And maybe it's just me being the skeptic I wasn't because I already suspected that maybe he was the mole. But... It was that moment, but also when they brought up that or when they found out that whoever the mole is knows about the Cytron card and knows about the, or is trying to find out about the finance. And they go into the safe and check to make sure the card's still there. Just the way he was looking over there and like his body language. I don't know. I I didn't trust him. So I, I, I don't trust him at all. I was a little uh, worried during that scene, not because of the mistrust, but because Olivia ran to the safe and was going for the Cytron car like she forgot that David was there and they stole it from David. Because So when, they, when well, she that, took it that's out... That's a testament to what Bam said. Mm-hmm. He is playing him so well to the point where he is a gladiator, so he can just... But also, again, Olivia has been off her game the whole entire season, too. She had so many things going on that... You know, she wouldn't even she wouldn't even um, uh, come up. She wouldn't even succumb to Harrison and his demands for trying to, you know, uh, get help. Well, I don't even no, think no, that's no, off no, her no, game, no. though. That, yeah, not, yeah. That, Go ahead, Camelia. I, I don't even think Camelia. that's off her game. One, with the Cytron card, when she ran there, and it was that sense of urgency where she couldn't have waited to do that. She probably could have been a little more, a, a little sneakier when she went to the safe to look, but it was like a mad dash to the safe. But in regards to her being off her game with Harrison... And we'll talk about it a little later. To me, that looked like... I mean, she's off her game because of what's going on. But I do think that... I would think that 
she, that's some her going to the safe is her own moment that she shouldn't do in front of the associates. I would think that that's something you go in the room, you close a door. I have to agree with Bam on this one. And I don't necessarily, but I, I agree with Bam, but not the underlying reasoning. I don't think that the reason she did it was because she's off her game. I think the problem is, is that there was structure with the associates and the fact that she was the only one who made decisions and she kind of kept them at bay. That's actually how things needed to be. Now that things are getting a little bit muddled and it's kind of like, who's Quinn? Is she Huck Jr.? Is Huck Huck? No, seriously. Mm -hmm. Is Abby Abby? Is Harrison Steven? Is David now Harrison? Like, if you think about it, too many things are moving too quickly where if Cytron is defiance, right? And defiance is the one thing, even worse than being outed as a mistress, that could topple the republic you don't run to the safe the minute someone mentions it because you're giving away your card. And I don't mean to bring up another show, but even in Sherlock, like that's a, 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 a typical Sherlock tell. You basically start a fire or you do anything to make someone run towards their child, right? For her, her child is the Cytron because it connects back to Fitz, right? All roads lead to Fitz. That's all that happened. And she immediately did it where I agree with Bam. She should have taken a second, gotten all the information. Okay, been like, okay, cool. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this gone back to the safe and and done what she needed to do, as well as the fact that, again, they're leaving, leaving too much stuff in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. have the Citron card at Olivia Pope and Associates that everyone knows after you just got hit on the head because someone's watching you with surveillance cameras. Like, again, it's like, and I don't, and to me, I don't mean this to be disrespectful. I don't really, what happened to Huck does not negate their need for security. If you need to call another security, you need to call another security. Has anyone swept the place? Has anybody done anything? So I think it's just a matter of because things are evolving in a way where they are, quote unquote, more a family, I don't think that makes for good business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, Melly, with her fixer, I have to say her fixer was on point and it was nice to see somebody talk to Melly the way he did because I feel like Melly. Well, we know Melly is this person who comes in there and she thinks she knows everything. And this guy comes in there and basically read her like a book. And he told her, you know, I know about uh, you and the miscarriage, the miscarriage. I know about, uh, you know, this act that you put on with everybody. So I need you to be honest with me. But what I like about what Melly said, because even though Melly is who she is and she might have been thrown a little bit off, she said, um, I can be honest, but I can also lie. Whatever is in my best interest. And it goes back to what we've been saying the whole season. She has no guard in front of her. She is completely open with her intentions, and she knows. She knows. So Cyrus is trying to fix the situation. He's not happy with Fitz, and he finds out that Fitz is not considering a second term, and he's going to announce that. And then we see them in the press again, Cyrus referring to the statement. And when Cyrus is trying to reason with Fitz, he says, you're not giving up your place in history. You're not giving up your office. But what I love about what Fitz said in that scene, he said, we said quite a few things, but he said, basically, I would like to be out in the open with the woman I love and I'm sick of hiding in the shadows because he, I think Cyrus compared it, my brains were in the blank, one of them compared it to uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal saying how, you know, Clinton still continue his, Cyrus said that Clinton still continue his presidency after that, but Clinton wasn't in love with Monica and this is a completely different thing. And there's another comment I'll make, but I'll make it later. Anybody? Mm. No. Oh. Um, so 
when we go to Jake, do we know the boss's name, the black guy? I just, in all my notes, I just say Joe Morton. <laughs> um, and the only reason, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, um, one of the gladiators on Twitter looked up, and I think on IMDb, it says his title is Secretary of Defense. So we can call him that. Uh, oh my God. He was the guy who, when they were uh, torturing Huck in the basement, he was down there. Mm-hmm. I just connected that. How oh, do I, I didn't connect that. Remember? Yeah. No, I just remember. Sorry, I just, just had a the moment. Room. He was yeah. the guy in the yeah, room. Yeah, I never connected. I that. just remembered that. Um, so Jake met with the boss to tell him about Charlie, and then after that scene, we see Sally Langston and automatic. Wait, time out, time out. Up? Let's. You were sorry. Um, I think it's very important because he he the Secretary of Defense specifically says your he repeats what Jake's mission was, and his mission yep. mission mission how come I can't speak <laughs> was to get in between Olivia and the president. Right. So I never saw that coming before, and mm-hmm. I had previously said that I thought that that was a misstep by him when in fact that was exactly what he was supposed to do. Not necessarily sleep with her, but that wasn't off limits. Wherein before I thought that potentially could get him fired, and that is exactly what he was supposed to do. And I think that that's telling because that means they've been. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. And he's he's right. and he's and he's playing both sides. He's on. He's working for Fitz, and he's working for. Right. Uh, but he's but the reason he's working for Fitz was he was he was put in put position there. to do so. Huh. I love when I connect the dots like a lot <laughs> because like when I'm watching, sometimes I connect. Um, so we see Sally Langston's back and she's happy. And I had a question for you guys. They said if Congress impeached Grant, then Sally's out. Yeah, because it's a ticket. Yeah. So they, they're a bundle. Oh, wait. No, I actually don't know that. You know what? Um, uh, tweet us. Tweet us. And Stephen, if anyone answers on the chat, please let us know. I actually, off the top of my head, don't know. No, if they impeach him, You're it's right. not. No. It would be Sally. Sally. It would be Sally. Because Sally, she, has, she's no- lame- Go Sally ahead. has nothing to do with his Yeah, because it goes wrong- next in line. It's, yeah. it's almost comparable to right. him dying. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. goes Sally and then for some the, reason. But the, right. But the only difference is the second term, they're out. So she just yeah. gets to be like how she was before. And no one, th- that's the worst way to come into a presidency. Because all she's going to do, she's going to be the president like she was before, write out whatever. Now, what do we have now? Probably <clears throat> two years, not even. Not but even. that's basically when you start running your election. She's not going to win, and especially in the in the drama of infidelity. Do you know what I mean? For the Republican Party, you're done. The Democrats are going to come in. Yeah, exactly. Now, these next two scenes are probably some one or two of the most powerful scenes in the whole episode. We have this scene with Harrison and Olivia, where Harrison goes into Olivia's office and he just asks her, "What is your end game?" And you know, I'm still waiting for her to answer this because I. We really don't know what her end game is. Is it is it fits that does she just want his happiness? What what is your end game, Olivia? And he goes in there, he says, What's your end game? And then he has to convince Olivia to end the situation. She's not the fixer, she's the client. And he had to say, you know, what do you want? And even after all of that, after the whole conversation they stat, she still didn't give him anything. All right, can I'm gonna back up. Back up. And we're and then we'll get into this. I, I love Harrison's line, so I'm gonna try to, to do the best that I can for what I wrote down. You're the problem. You're not the fixer. You're my client. What is your end game? You're not tethered to anything. I'm your anchor. Snap out of it. What do you want? And then she pauses and she looks at him and she goes, we need to prove whether Sally's the mole. Get on it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) like Olivia, she borders. She's like. 50% 50% she pisses me off and 50% I like her because it's like she's strong. She's not she, inside and um, despite of all the things that's going on with her 
potentially being revealed that she's the mistress. She still has it together as far as the associates are concerned. She don't give a damn that Harrison knows what's going on. I'm the boss. I'm in control. Do as I say. But I respect that. But then there's another part of me. It's like, you know, get it together. Like you're on the verge of. I guess the reason why I get frustrated is because in this episode specifically, we keep seeing these moments where we see the true Olivia, the happy Olivia, like in the in the bed with Fitz. When they woke up, she was truly happy. She was free. She was vulnerable. Right after that, immediately after that, she goes back to trying to fix things. Then she goes to the office. Once again, we have a moment where she could truly be open with somebody that she's really close with, not as close as Huck, but she's still really close with and she values his friendship or whatever relationship they have. And she misses that opportunity again and just... It's almost as if she, I don't know, it's it's frustrating because I just want her to open up. Oh, well, maybe, I totally disagree. Go ahead. Maybe she didn't tell Harrison her endgame because maybe she doesn't know her endgame. This isn't a space that she's been in before. Think about it. If she was in a relationship with with Edison, she clearly seemed miserable. She seemed like she wasn't happy. She seems like she's never been put in a situation where her man has said, I'm you follow my lead. This is what it's going going to be. And you ride it out with me. I'll figure out my part, but don't worry about your part. So when Harrison said, what's your end game? I don't think she knows. She don't have one. I think she has an idea of how stuff, the chips may fall. But because um, Fitz told her to stand down. She can't tell Harrison the end game because she he, t- he took her off her post. He took her off her post. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have, have an answer. So when she said, okay, let's find them all, that's all she had. And also, too, I completely 100% agree with Cornelia because at the end of the day, Fitz asked her not to fix it. Fixing it would be either being the fixer or putting one of your fixers in charge of fixing it. It's the same thing. It's like in the same way when Huck tried to have Charlie kill Billy. I just had to bring that up, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's just, It still would have been Huck killing him, right? Also, similar to Melly, and I've always said that, there's a trinity in the Olitz relationship. It really is Fitz, Melly, and Olivia. And in the same way, Melly, even though she pulled one trigger, she wouldn't go nuclear and name who the mistress was. Olivia's not, is going to do the same thing. She's going to hold it tight to the vest because at the end of the day, Harrison thinks he knows Harrison has no proof of anything. Just because you go to the hospital and the president happens to be there, you don't actually have proof of anything. He don't need proof. I'm sorry. No, 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 but you do. In their world, you do, right? In the same way that you can't can't, um, accuse the vice president without proof, without evidence, they live in a world of two things, right? Perception, but perception has to be backed up by something. So she needs to maintain the perception regardless of whether or not from an emotional standpoint, Harrison knows better. She has to pretend like everything's all good and let's get back to business because if she does that what's that going to lead to now everything's going to spiral out of control and if they had done that now harrison actually truly knows and fitz didn't pull the trigger do you see where that leaves her unbalanced right versus follow for once what he said and don't be in charge of everything because she's been in charge of everything her whole life right and what's happened she built this amazing career but her love life is in shambles. Switch the tables, right? That's why she gave the folders over. Yeah. That's why she's made comments about making jam and doing all those things. Regardless of how silly it sounds, there's a part of her that wants to be that person. That wants to be so in love that she doesn't have to put up a Chinese wall. That she doesn't have to fix someone. That all she can do is be in bed 
on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday and just be with her man and watch him go to work and be ready for him to come home. And on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you guys can always go to iTunes, leave comments. Leave comments, tell us what you think, rate us, keep us um, at five stars. Go to iTunes, download, rate, tell a friend. Thank you, sir. All right. James and Cyrus. I think we all were just oh. just had multiple feelings about this because I, Cyrus is that's my co piece of the week. Um, this whole scene just Damn. rubbed me the wrong way because remember I asked last week should Cyrus be upset about what James is doing because James is just doing his job. This is a big break. Blah 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 blah. James said exactly what I was trying to say last week. James was like, you know, this was my lucky break. You know, I was offered this opportunity. What did you want me to do? You want me to turn down this interview with the first lady? When Cyrus started laughing, when he did that big condescending laugh, then backed up to the wall, and then he said, you know. And sat down. Yeah, sat down, <laughs> and then said, are you naive? <laughs> called him stupid, like all these different names. No, but he tore him down. It wasn't just that he called him naive. He goes, no, you, but you can't be naive. You're a journalist. So naivete is the one characteristic that you never pull with a journalist. So if you're not naive, then you must be stupid. Are you stupid? He asked them that, literally. And then he got so irate at how stupid James was. Did you catch the this? Yes, I did. I'm going to go in. I'm ready to just... uh, 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 Okay, like he was, he was so disgusted by his naivete of really thinking. Because, and this is what sparked it, right? James had the gall and or the audacity to compare his break with the BNC. I think that's the name of mm-hmm. the of the of the network, right? With <laughs> Cyrus's big break when Fitz ran for governor of California. That's what sparked Cyrus. Because basically Cyrus is like, oh wait a minute. You are trying to compare your job and what you do to what I do? And that set him off. As I as I oh. had the nice little debate with Jeff Perry, my problem with Cyrus's character is any opportunity that he gets in order to win the fight or the argument, he'll use it and he'll 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 go it against him. Last week, when James went to him and asked him about this uh, about this job, he was so consumed into his little world because he was he had a bad week that he basically just brushed him off and was like, "Sure, sure, sure, take it." As a man, because, you know, he's kind of the man. We've already kind of discussed that. But as the the man, the head of of that particular household, he should have been looking out for his boo thing. And he should have been he should have advised him on him taking the job or what to look for and if he's possibly played. But because he was so into his own world that I just, I'm going to cut you off. I disagree with you. You want to know why? No. Cyrus didn't know at that time that Melly got him the job. It wasn't yeah. until after the fact. At that time, Cyrus didn't know that Melly was basically using him and got him the job. Mm-hmm. It's only after the fact that Cyrus put two and two together. Right, but you can't throw... But you, he didn't know that. You can't throw that at your husband's no, face Cyrus, like that. You no, can't do Cyrus, that. No, but Cyrus is a maniac. Cyrus's only love is Fitzgerald Grant and the presidency and what that means for Cyrus's legacy as pseudo-president. Okay. The minute that comes into jeopardy, Cyrus is like... He, 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 he's like an animal when you push it into the corner. Okay, he I'll is give you ravenous, that. so that's what he was doing. So at I, the end of the day, like, 
Go ahead. Camilla. I don't even think Cyrus's love is Fitzgerald Grant. Cyrus's love is himself, and Cyrus well, yeah. is miserable. Yeah. Only time you, when you when someone always cuts somebody down, they all whenever it's a fight, they always go for the jugular mm-hmm. and they hit those low blows. That's because they're a miserable person. Cyrus hates himself. He yep. looks at himself in the mirror. He already called himself unattractive. He knows he ain't. He doesn't ha- have what it takes. So that speech to to James was the speech that Cyrus gives to himself when he realized he couldn't be the president of the United States. That was him. He was cutting James down with everything that he felt about himself. He is a miserable. How dare you? Like when I was watching, I was like, how dare you? I agree. Dash his dreams. Let him think that he got this job because he's a great journalist. What is it going to do to you, Cyrus, That if he got the job because, you know, he was a great guy? So what? I was going to say, the part that got me, though, was when, because I think last week James said he could be the next Anderson Cooper. The part that got me was when he started naming, like, all the different journalists that could have done the interview and basically said, oh, you think just because you and Melly are friends, that's why she picked you? Like... No, but he didn't win even more more than that, though. He was like, oh, he's like, you thought they were going to pick you? You're a little bit pudgy. Like, he basically categorically Mm -hmm. broke him down and proved to him why there was no reason that he would have been chosen over these more established people. But then even more so, he said, you don't even deserve to be doing this. That's the situation. Oh, he says, you have no business in this job. Like, he tore him down. But this is the thing, though, and, and it broke my heart, but I literally, and I don't know how I didn't scream on the TV. Funny thing is... That's the epitome, or this right here, is exactly what a lucky break is. No, he didn't say, think about it. He didn't say, I worked for this, or whatever. He goes, I got a lucky break, and I took it. I don't care how you got the lucky break. It's you, once you do what you do with it when the door opens. opens exactly. And he ran through it, exactly. and he took it. And he could have, like Cyrus thought he, if he was really so naive, but in the middle of Melly confessing that her husband, who's the president of the United States of America, cheated, a naive person would have gone, Oh my goodness, I can't do this because my husband works for your husband, so I have to get up. He would have done any of those things. What he acted like was a professional journalist. Exactly. No. The fact that he then returned to the White House and asked you questions and called you on your BS with your statement and called it legalese, that's what a journalist should have done. And Bravo. that's not luck. That's when luck meets opportunity. There you go, you have a journalist. Speak now, the truth. Now, I will say that, I will say that <laughs> Cyrus, he was kind of right in some of the things that he said, but... No, 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 but let me, let me, when he, when you think about it, really, well, hold on, when you think about it, when you have Anderson Cooper dying, so you have all these people. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 I'm not, I'm not defending him, I'm just saying, I just had a moment where, okay, I did, okay, he's, he makes a small valid point, but it doesn't compensate for all the other things that he did. No, What, what really pissed, hold on, what really pissed me off about what Cyrus did is he raised his hand to James, not once, but he raised his hand twice. Like, you had your hand up, like, you a man, you gonna really, really? You gonna hit, you gonna hit this guy, this dude, for real? Oh, almost had him killed. Let's also make it very clear. This isn't his dude. This isn't his boo I'm sorry, thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right. need to be very clear. This husband. is his husband. Sorry, thank So let's you. put it on the level of respect that it deserves. Sorry. He spoke to his husband that way. So two things are problematic in this scenario, given that this is his husband. One of which is, if in fact any aspect of it is true, then you don't respect your husband. That's a major problem. The manner in which you communicated it, like like Cornelia said, was so disrespectful and so debased, and it shows that you have no respect for yourself because, again, that's your mate who's a reflection of you. So if you feel that you have a right to talk to him that way and raise your hand, like you said, not once but twice, it shows how not only you view your spouse, how you view the union, and who, how you view yourself. Well, so I, it's disgusting. I and was, literally, 
Jeff Perry, I bow down to you again because your acting is phenomenal. So but good. Cyrus, cold piece, out of line, out of line, yeah. out of line. <laughs> no, again, when he gave him the speech, everything he said to James was about him. You're a little bit pudgy. We could have called Diane Sawyer, yada, yada, yada. Guess what? Guess what, uh, Cyrus? They called everybody to run for president and they did not call you. Mm. Everything, oh, everybody, damn, everything he said to him was exactly what happened to him in running for president. Yeah, it was your big break, Cyrus. You jumping on Fitz's bandwagon, it was your big break because... You said it was your big break, and you said this is all you have. Mm-hmm. I just wish James would, at some point, that was good. Just get the boss to <laughs> to stand he up to cried. him. He cried. He was crying oh, no, at the end. He crushed him. But think about it also, where have they been in the relationship, and then we'll move on. Yeah, They've already to. been through where he made Cyrus move out. So he's thinking now they finally mm-hmm. put their relationship back. Cyrus has literally shown himself naked to him, and they've been able to get past this. And now... He really sees Cyrus. And this, they cannot recover from. They can't. They can't recover from this. And I hope I hope James takes that baby and goes, deuce. deuces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got heated about that. I knew, I knew that one was coming. I knew I was going to get heated. Um, oh, this is another scene I love. And it's back to Cyrus. He was talking to Olivia. He was telling Olivia to come to her senses and trying to convince her to talk some sense into the president. My issue with Cyrus is he does this so many times because... We know a little bit of the backstory between Cyrus and Olivia. We don't know the full backstory, so we don't know exactly the extent of their relationship. I don't like how Cyrus so easily gets into Olivia's head because we were starting to see this moment of happiness with Olivia. Remember, the whole reason she agreed to defiance is because Cyrus talked to her in that hallway. He basically drug her down to his level and said, listen, you need to come on board. Emil, she didn't. Uh, Cyrus didn't get into Olivia's head like you thought because you remember her response was when he was like, you know, you can't let him do this, blah blah. She said, "We've already changed the future." So I don't feel like Cyrus got into her head. But he, no, but did. No, he was trying to. Oh, he Is was that trying, what you're trying to. to say? Yeah. yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. I, I still think he planted the seed though, which led to later on the episode. I think the only reason that Olivia had spoke to uh, to Fitz was because of the the, the forms that Fitz didn't sign, and Olivia was the only one that probably can get... Mm, okay. We'll get to that. We'll, because to we'll, that. we'll get to that. But I but I, I know, I, I agree with Emil. Do you want to kind of continue your no, thought? No, go ahead, go ahead. And, and I think because what Cyrus does, which is so slick, mm-hmm. right, is he goes, this is going to devastate the Republican Party, right? So then he tries that angle. And then he basically, in essence, what he says is, so at the end of the day, now we're going to be left with a Republican Party that looks like Sally Langston. So that means that people like you and me will have no rights. He's slick, right? Because he's basically trying to basically pull this whole, like, we're in this together. You know what I mean? I'm a minority. You're a minority. And she basically says, don't bring my rights into this. Like, don't go there. Like, seriously, dude, you're going to call play that card? And then he basically then tries that other route and he goes, no, seriously, like if I thought this was good for him, right? He's like trying every single card. He goes, you know, if I really thought this was good for him, but I don't think this was good for him, I would slay dragons for him. Basically, he's trying to say like, you know, if I thought that you two being together was a good thing, like I would totally be on board with it. Cry me a river, Mm -hmm. right? And then that doesn't work. And then that's when basically he, again, now this third card is the Republic, like, he, again, tries this whole we the people republic, and that's when Olivia basically was like, didn't we already do this before? We've been here before. So at the end of the day, maybe the universe is trying to right itself. Let's really think about it. You have to find where they stole the election, right? Since the beginning of the season, 
all roads lead to Fitz, right? And what have all roads been trying to do? Take him out of being president. Think about it. You stole an election. Now the universe is trying to right itself in multiple ways. Because technically, if he had never won, then he could have divorced his wife. A man who's not president can divorce his wife. They would have gone off. She, you know what I mean? He maybe would have done a lecture circus. She may have been a a professor. I'm just making this up. But you see where I'm going with it? Mm -hmm. They would have been together. He wouldn't have been president. Technically, the universe is trying to make him not president and continues to want them to be together. Just saying. My whole issue with the whole bench conversation, Olivia has known Cyrus for a long time. We don't know how long, but it's been a long time. So the fact that she doesn't really see that Cyrus is pitching this whole schmeal for himself, not to keep Fitz in office, but to keep for, Cyrus is pitching this to Olivia because he wants his job. He wants. Cyrus I think wants she job. I think she sees think that. She sees, I think she, and you want to know why? And and I don't. And maybe I want to know what you guys think. Right when he goes, go away. You're breaking my heart. Right? Because now he brings it to himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go. You're you're messing up the plan, or you're messing up the present. He goes. You're breaking my heart. Get and away. And, and was, she goes. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the fact that he's saying, "Go away. You're breaking my heart." He's basically saying, "Okay." I, you you know you won't give in like I I totally think that is, um, that Olivia knows what Cyrus is all about. She didn't break, which is why he said, oh, "Go away." Yeah, That's but this is but it. this is the only thing that confused me. She goes, um, "This used to be a park." He goes, "Yeah." She goes, "This this this park." Oh, this park also used to be a zoo. zoo. Did you catch that? I did. Yes. Yeah. Maybe she was saying the animal because he was right? an animal. Cage animals. Know. No, but seriously, <clears throat> they, they, there has to be. The one thing that I've realized about this show is they drop clues and choose their words very, very carefully. And especially because of Scandal Pace, they don't waste words. Right. This park used to be a zoo. I don't know. Anyone have any thoughts? Let me yeah. know. I, it might somehow I wrote it down, underlined it. It has to mean something. What was interesting to me is after Olivia left, the moment that she left, boom, Joe Morton pops mm-hmm. up. And she's, as Joe is walking up to Cyrus, you can see Olivia walking. I mean, how did she not, they're sitting like this. Joe was walking this way. Your peripheral, like, how can she have not? I feel but, like also, he, but also, you're only, that's only if you're expecting someone. Mm-hmm. If you're not expecting someone, think about it. This is your guy's spot. There's a lot of busy people. Once you're up, you're not. It's only if you're expecting to see someone else, and that person isn't a normal person. It would have been different if it was one of the characters that she's used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And I think also too, and the last part of it is that's his job to pop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's his tr- by training. He's like a ninja or a ghost. So the fact that we can see him and it looked like he popped up so visibly, mm-hmm. I really think he came from nowhere at the exact angle that she was far enough away. Yeah, well, if it was Wayne to excel with Gloria, she would have watched. And I know. Watched and turned <laughs> around. <laughs> she she turned watching around. me walk away. <laughs> I'm just saying, Loretta Divine. Oh if it was, God. if it was Loretta Divine, you know, because oh, she'd have caught goodness. it. Oh my goodness! No, because Cyrus ain't her boo thing. <laughs> oh my God! I can't do it, you guys. When <laughs> when he comes up and confronts him, he says. Well, he did a couple things. He told him to shut the whole thing down with Charlie. But when he said, caught him out basically on his BS as to why he hasn't released the footage of Olivia and Jake to save the presidency. And he said, what did he say? He said, are you doing this because you're actually afraid of 
what, uh, losing uh, the republic yeah. or your buddy yeah. exactly and that's a, a moment and we've seen this a lot in this episode we see it with Melly and what her end game is and what she's trying to do holding on to this, this nuclear weapon <laughs> he is so focused on trying to fix this trying to find a way to fix it without ruining his friendship with Fitz because just like James thought he just got in a good favor with Cyrus Cyrus thinks that he just got back in a good favor with Fitz or at least was on the road to repairing it so he doesn't want to ruin that that quickly my thing is though if he's so serious about doing this and obviously we see it worked out in his favor but if he's so serious about doing this then why didn't he release it Cyrus does not care about him and Fitz being friends Cyrus is not Fitz isn't Cyrus's friend. Then why not release it then? Because he don't want to get put in the doghouse, so then he'll be almost out of a job again. Because if oh, Fitz finds out, then basically, if Fitz finds out that Cyrus was gave this information, Fitz is gonna be mad at everybody. But when we all see when Fitz gets mad at everybody because somebody somebody does something to him, he shuts everybody but out. But wouldn't Cyrus he puts Cyrus back in the dog? Wouldn't out. Cyrus be giving it to Fitz though to help him? Like basically saying, you know, this is your girl who you're about to leave the presidency he for. Would, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, but he sat on it for he sat on it. True. He but, sat on it. I I think that there is a small part of Cyrus. <laughs> That really, like, I think he really, that's his buddy. Yeah. And the reason being is it's almost like Fitz is like the cool kid. It's like the cool kid is finally your buddy. Think about it. Like, <laughs> no, but really, like, even the way they interact, like, Fitz, like, basically took the piece of paper and was like, here's my speech. Check it out. Like, you know what I mean? And Cyrus is like, oh, God, here we go again. I'm helping you with your homework. Like, that's the nature of their relationship where it definitely is kind of Big Brother-esque, where Cyrus is somewhat of a father figure, and now we even understand why Cyrus has been able to control Fitz in the way that he has, because that's very much like how Jerry does it. But the difference is, is that Cyrus is more of a buddy. Think about even when the first time when, when Fitz actually admits to him that he loves Olivia when they're drinking the brown water for the first time. That was a first, remember, like, and, and, and Cyrus was like, okay, cool, and we won't speak of it again tomorrow. Like, that was a friend moment. They've had various times, even when he... he was said, it a friend moment, or was it because Fitz has no one else to talk to? It's both, but both. I, think that, I think that Cyrus revels in that, and I think that for a person like Cyrus, there's no difference. In the same way, mm-hmm. I think that even though he may have killed James, he still loves him. And I don't mean to laugh when I say this, but it's comical because it's insane. He genuinely considers Olivia a friend, but same thing. He would kill her if he has to. Yeah. I think that given the nature of who he is, how he views friendship is a little bit different, but I definitely <clears throat> think that he cares about Fitz, and that's why when Fitz gave him the speech, he resigned himself to basically be like, just in the same way like Olivia was going to, he's going to ride it out. Fitz didn't have to tell him to sit down or stand down, but that's what he was doing. Think about it. Any other time... He would have had a monologue. Cyrus would have had a monologue and basically tore him down like he tore down James to get him back on his side. He didn't do that. But Cyrus also um, picks and chooses. He picks and That's chooses true. battles. And so, like, James is really the easy target for whenever he needs to take his frustration out on anybody. Like, there's so only so much that he can do with Fitz, only so much he can do with Olivia. So James is that, he's that... He's a punching he's, bag. Yeah, he's the punching bag that he that he can go to. And even, even uh, with Cyrus, when he's mad at Fitz, it's just one of those friend things where it's like he... I don't know if he enjoys it, but it's just a part of... It's just the nature of their friendship. He knows... That that's his boy, but you know, even with the whole get up thing, it's just like that's his boy, and that's just the way their relationship works. Hmm. Olivia gets a call from Fitz 
And once again, we see this giddy moment, like Sophia's face over here. We see this giddy moment where, and it, it was the first time I think that we've seen her where like she like leans back and gets comfortable and she's just really happy in the moment. Like she's really talking to the man she loves and she just looks overjoyed. And it, it, it was a moment where he said, um, he was talking about the statement he was going to make tonight. And she said, are you having second thoughts? And she tried to like help him again a little bit. He said, I don't need your help. You know, I'm going to go through with this. My question is, and do you want to expand on this, Sophia? Because I know you like to do the Olivia Fitz thing. Okay. Um, right after this, Jake called. Is her phone tapped? Because he called, like, literally right after she hung up. He did. That was weird. But I don't know. And, and she, he, he, said, he said, oh, were you expecting somebody else? I would think that the only private number that she would answer is the president. Everyone else, I would assume, would be unblocked. No, because think about the nature of her clients that she has. Mm, true. No, I, I mean, trust me, I agree with you, but it just popped in my head. Like, the nature of the clients that she has so, at any given moment, so, you could have yeah. people from... So, <laughs> there, so, therefore, I think that it could possibly be a coincidence, you know, being the nature of how the two hung up on the phone, that yeah. it just happened that way. And I say no. I say mm. he's still... surveying her no wrong word anyways (laughs) um when melly's fixer talked to her again he tried to commit or figure out why she wasn't releasing the footage and she explained to him that she knows fit she knows fit she knows fits um not release the footage release the name she knows fits my question is we go to the bake chop with charlie and he grabs the bag and then he goes to the restroom and scans it and sees that there's something under. What was that? What was on there? It was like a tracking substance. They put it on the bag. So when he grabs the bag, Jake, who was in the car, you see that red dot that was on his iPad, it tracked Tra- him. So when Charlie was touching everybody, he was putting the tracking device on it so it can track everybody Everyone. and not just him. and He can get away. I figured I was going to. I've just never seen that before that. That substance. Me, they, they were in D.C. Immediately, I was like, did they give him the anthrax? Like, I was like, <laughs> they, try, they trying to kill him on the street? Like, that's what I immediately thought it was until he started touching everybody and I saw Jake's iPad. Now, when we go back to Olivia and the Pope and Associates, Olivia and the Pope, Olivia Pope and Associates. But let's also just reference that the girl who was in the bakery shop. Uh, not now. Uh, okay. Not relevant now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, later. I think I know what you're trying to say. But, mm. Um, Olivia Pope and Associates, we go back there and we find out Sally's not the mole because they use the daughter to get into the computer system and see if somebody else is logging in. Um, also, just for the record, I always knew she wasn't the mole. Even though I didn't see the it was mole too coming. Obvious. Yeah. And I'll talk about that later. I knew Sally wasn't the mole. Go ahead. Well, some people say she was the mole because she they was thought not. she was coming back in this episode and she's been gone. But and it she was, was bitter. But, but it was just she doesn't way too have obvious, the though. acumen. Also, I'm going to be disrespectful. She doesn't have the acumen. In the same way when she was like, oh, like a woman scorned. And Cyrus was like, that ain't from the Bible. Kick rocks. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like, she gets on my nerves. Like, she's not cut. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, she, she seriously. She doesn't have the business acumen or the strategic planning or the master chess moves to have set up something as complex as a mole to take down all the people that she took down. All She can't even quote the Bible correctly. <laughs> Baby, wait, 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 <laughs> Sophia, can you just say that one more time? No! 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 I'm going to mimic you at some no. point before the show's over. Oh my God. You're a nice. Um, I can't deal. They... 
Oh, this was my issue what I was talking about earlier. When they were talking about she's not the mo and they figured out somebody else is logging in, then everybody was getting frustrated. Harrison threw a chair down and then and what, what, was what was guy? that? What was this tough guy? <laughs> tough guy. Really? Like I I don't understand why that was written in. Like as soon as he knocked the chair down, I was like, okay, tough guy. Somebody really? being a little dramatic. What are you gonna do? And it doesn't even make sense to his character. Yeah. Does it make sense? Like if he's so smooth and suave, like he wouldn't He's usually the calm one. He's the calm and one. Keeps everybody and else it, level didn't, head. it didn't merit that level. I don't know, anyways. And if that were real life <laughs> if that were real life and him and him being the smooth guy would have done that, somebody would have been like, Boy, sit down. Exactly. Like, like a especially Abby, seats. something. Go get a cold drink. It was just one of those things where I can see if it was an intense moment, but they just found out that Sally wasn't the most. Okay, cool. You guys research cases all the time. They act like it was something out of the norm. <laughs> like, they've been spending weeks and weeks on this. It goes to show the different behavior pattern in Harrison ever since I made the prediction that I think that you know what. Aww. That's all I'm saying. The pattern, his, his, his behavior pattern has changed. No, I'm but just that's just written in the character. It would, it would, it would, no. Sorry. <laughs> like, no. It was just out of place. That's, it, was. it was just weird and out of place. Because uh, I'm sorry, I can't let go of the scene real quick. We were watching it and everything else was normal. Then all of a sudden he just throws a chair down. We just, it came out of nowhere. It just yeah. came out of nowhere. It was very WWE. Like, it was very like, <laughs> like, come here. Like, it was very body slam undertaker. Oh my God, did somebody put something in our water? Uh, probably. It's late at night, too. Um, so, my thing is, I said this out loud when I was watching. All the associates left because Olivia was like, take an hour, take a break. And Abby was talking to David. And David said, no, I think I'm going to stay here. Why did you leave him there? Because he's, because again. He's not a gladiator, But he is a gladiator because, according to them, he's a gladiator. He said it, okay, you know, the rules of something, something, I'm a gladiator now. It has been established that he is a gladiator. They trust him. He spent the night at OPA's office when he didn't have a place to stay. So if he spent the night... Why can't he say that for spend the night alone? Yes. yes. Oh, I but I mean, you're right. Your instincts were right. Because yeah, yeah. Emil really did yell at the TV yeah. and was like, what are you doing? Don't leave him in the room by himself. Mm-hmm. And this also goes that, you know, Harrison had already been saying it's too crowded. Like, it's, it, like, mm-hmm. it's too much. It's too crowded. And, you know, we'll get into yeah, that and later. If, and if you really look deep into it, David is really there because that Cytron card got stolen. Yeah. They showed him the Cytron card. So, I mean, from the outside looking in, you would think at least one person would be like, we just showed him the Citron car. He was trying to get this car back the whole time, and we showed him where it was. Ugh, we need to move it. But that's just on, that's from us watching. But no, but but this, this, is, this is the only thing. Is, the this is my only moment with it, is that there is an aspect of Olivia that I think that Olivia is able to actually put up a Chinese wall, and she's assuming that everyone is as finite or as resolute as she is. Meaning, for most people, even, and I'm going to go forward a little bit, when they talk about being a gladiator or revenge, most people aren't able to separate their lives that systematically. Right? So at the end of the day, I don't care. The fact that you destroy David's life and now the only people that he can go to to even rebuild his life are the same people who destroyed it. That's some, um, what's the syndrome called when you kidnap people? Munchausen, not Munchausen. Oh, I know what um, you're talking about. It's the, yeah, I, I know what you're the, talking about. The sim- where you basically all it's of a sudden you fall, you fall for your captors, right? It's almost that, but he's actually smart enough to basically be like, no, that's not going to happen. But that's almost what they're trying to do. They're like, we screwed up your life. 
Now come. Isn't that Stockholm Syndrome? Thank you very much, Stephen. Stockholm Syndrome. It's like that in reverse. Or that, but from their perspective where they messed up his life. Now they're like, come be a gladiator. And he's just supposed to be like, okay. I'll have more when we. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, even if he was, let's just say that he he really was trying to become a gladiator and he's thankful that they saved him from whoever was following him and all this stuff, even though he is upset they ruined his life. Even then, if you thought that he was a gladiator and he was really on the team, you should be a little cautious after you saw that Defiance Cytron card. Yeah. That's my thing. So I maybe at, maybe after he stayed overnight, that's a different thing. He didn't know mm-hmm. that the Cytron card was there. He still needed to play it safe to figure out where everything was, if that was his original plan. But because he now saw the Cytron card and because you know that he still hasn't really forgiven Abby for it, he's a gladiator now, which means he's... Let and it, I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. The way he said it was condescending. I'm a gladiator now. Yeah. So technically, he's still being David. Like whatever. This is what I have to mm-hmm. say. I don't really believe it. You guys get on my nerves. There were just signs there that pointed. But David to- also, he's been that he's been that way when he makes his comments. But also at the same time, he's very helpful. He's the one that, were, that he was able to figure out. Don't go to Sally Langston. Go to. Uh, he the daughter used, and the way to and, go to, to and the, the way, daughter. Yeah. And so although he's sarcastic, like um, Abby's very, she has her own little lingo that she uses. But for, also, but, but, but Abby proved pro, herself yeah. like on some real, real stuff. But, I know, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying yeah. that David has always been sarcastic, but yet yeah. he's always been helpful. So, well, when we come, they left. And when they came back, Charlie was there with David holding him at gunpoint, which was a little weird. And then uh, David or then he puts the gun down, right? Basically, he's like, oh, I want to be a client. Yeah. He's like, I'm not here to do harm. I want to be a client. Which I would basically was like, this makes no sense. It was just weird. I don't even know why they're talking to him. I don't get any of this. Like, And also, why do you need to put a gun to David's head? Exactly. The only person you need to put a gun to is Huck. Huck. Seriously, like that. I originally thought when he had the the when he came in and had the gun to David's head, he said, "I want you to to represent me." I thought he was talking to David because he knew about Citron and he knew David. Him and David were on the same team. Oh, that's what I thought. I was like, "Oh, so he's trying to get David in cahoots with him? Forget oh, all you other people. He's coming at David." That's what I originally thought. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." And then that wasn't the case. The interest, the one of the things that I had took notice of when Charlie says that he said he wants to. Well, first of all, oh, did you good. before? No, no. Before, I know what you're say. before I go into that, did you notice how Abby had the gun pointing? Yeah, gangster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Charlie said he wants the same deal that Olivia got for Huck and Olivia. Now this is where I agree with you, Sophia. She. She's always she's always had she always has her answers together as if she didn't know basically what um, what uh, what Charlie was was talking about. But I'm, I have to wonder now, what is the deal that Olivia made for Huck? But also, was she was she playing a poker face? I think she probably was. Absolutely. Because he wouldn't have, Charlie wouldn't, Charlie doesn't bring stuff up that is irrelevant. Okay. You know what I mean? He has no reason to. He, at this point, he, to go in there and play games and try to play mind games with them, he doesn't really have to. He can just put Hug back in the box and he's he's done so. I think when he said that, you know, the, how fast Olivia was like, there is no, there was mm-hmm. no deal. Like, you know, it was kind of like she was trying to hush him up. But was there is, a deal? But this is my only thing is, though, and this is, I think, gonna, I'm gonna make a quick prediction. This is going to start to bite everyone in the butt, season three. She can't underestimate the intelligence of her associates. Run all the things that we know about Huck, 
there has to be someone protecting Hawk because the minute Hawk was outed when he was supposed to have been the um, the the, uh, the assassin for the president. His face was out there, at least in an internal community, that then they would have come for him if, in fact, he's supposed to be dead. So right there, the fact that no one wonders if anyone's... Co- I don't know. I can go it was on a deal. and on. And I also yeah, think... But, it, and but the fact that she's also now... I don't know. I still can... Oh, sorry. I, I think there's going to be an issue. <laughs> there's going to be an issue. See, we're not we're friends, and then we're not friends anymore. Um, there's going to be an issue, again, with the associates. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a splintering. Yeah. And I also think that we've always wondered what's the background between Olivia and Huck. And so that is a clue, I, I feel. Well, oh. Huck said he would take care of Charlie, and he takes him <gasps> back to this place. And I'm going to skip up. In front a little bit because he was there and he got the name Albatross. And then Charlie's talking about how he wants to die and how he wants Huck to kill him, blah, blah, blah. He puts a gun to the back of his neck and then Quinn comes rolling in. And Quinn basically stops him from doing it and tells Huck, do you want to be a gladiator or do you want to seek revenge? Basically, she's using his own words against him. She is, but at that point, I don't know if it's just me wanting Huck to get rid of Charlie altogether. But, Huck, you see what happens when, like, if you don't take care of it, it's going to come back to bite you. Get rid of your loose ends. And by this time, Huck should know this. He should know this from back in the day when he was working, doing dirt with the, with, you know, with B316 or whatever it is. Quinn, get out. But also, Go have but a you cold can, drink. But you can tell that even the way that he was interacting with Charlie earlier, Huck is off his game, and Huck isn't okay. Like Huck is even worse than Huck has ever been. He's 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 a little bit nervous. He's uneasy. He's he's he almost looks like he's fidgety. Because first of all, I don't give a crap if she's baby Huck. How the did she know where he was? Does it make sense? That's mistake number one. Right? No, seriously. So, what were they in the basement of, of Olivia Pope and Associates? <laughs> but no, but you, seriously. True. Do you think Huck had, it appeared from his expression, Huck had reservations about killing him in the first place. And maybe this is because he did him a favor, I'm going to do you a favor. But, again, we can't, we can't, we can't do know. this dance. Yeah. Huck, <laughs> we can't do this dance with you and Charlie the whole time. And as a, as a man and somebody who cares about his life... Charlie cut Huck some slack and he let Huck go free. Then Huck was torturing Charlie that, you know, in the beginning of last season, he let Charlie go. Now, Charlie put Huck in the box and mentally tortured him. Somebody got to die. Huck let Charlie go when he was supposed to kill him. We not we can't keep doing this and, dance. And somebody's going to get somebody's going I'm going to put this in in, in other terms. Somebody's going to get popped and you need to make sure it's <laughs> yeah. not you that's getting popped. Money and trees. also too, but also and not only that though, the fact of the matter, the fact that Charlie just walked in the office and was like give me a deal. Did he really think that was going to happen? So Huck should have seen that coming. No seriously. They were really just going to be like, "Okay, cool, you're a client now?" Right. No. Because that's why Huck didn't even have to torture him. Because we've been through this before. I don't even need to torture you. I, he barely bound him. He, had he was like, he had him kind free. of duct taped with his free, here's a donut. Eating and a I, donut. I'm here, just write down the name, and then I'm going to kill you. Because we don't need to do this. So the fact that he didn't, for everything that Camelia said, this whole thing's out of whack. <laughs> yes, you're correct. And <laughs> when we go to this next scene... There's two moments we see in these next two scenes. Fitz and Cyrus on the sofa, and Fitz is asking to see... or. Fitz shows Cyrus his speech and what he's going to say. And Cyrus just basically says, you know, I have no comments. But it was this moment on the sofa where they both kind of lean back and laugh and start to reflect. Because basically, they look at the speech and 
Fence had to remind him, we're not even supposed to be here. Remember, you stole the White House. And then they kind of just laughed about it because they did. Cyrus is just <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm at, I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do anymore. But it was after that when we go to Melly with her fixer and she reads the speech that was crumbled up in the trash and the look of shock on her face was so intense. And we've seen this. We saw this in the last episode, too. Every time Fitz goes against what she thinks his nature is, it's it's just weird to see her in that position because she thinks she knows Fitz so well, and she does. But when we saw her look on... What's up? She... No, never mind. No, but I, I'm, I'm going to, sorry, go ahead, finish your thought, and then I'm going to say something. Else. I was just going to say, when she looked at the message, she said, there's no way he's going to blow his presidency... And the important line in that was how she was talking about it. But when the fixer said, you know, I'm very good at what I do. I can move mountains, make miracles happen. But I can't make, <laughs> I can't make your husband love you. And then she said, I know Fitz. He won't throw it all away. But I, I feel like he really was going to throw it all away until Olivia got into his head because Cyrus got into Olivia's head. Well, Melly's no, 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 I disagree. I disagree. Go ahead. <laughs> What's up with no, that no. today? We're agreeing too uh, much. Olivia didn't get into his head the way Cyrus wanted to. That it, that was a legit that was a legitimate reason. By him not signing the papers, he was not going to um, do the second term. It had nothing to do with Olivia. He that was in his mind made up. So Olivia went and spoke to him in regards to that and basically said, you know, if you want to uh, redeem yourself, yeah. Melly knows what. She may know what Fitz is going to do, but she never knows why he's doing it. Right. Because, like, Melly knew, yeah. she said he's not going to give it all away. To Melly, she was thinking, because he's wanted this presidency forever, and this is what he wanted to do, and, and yada, yada, yada. That wasn't the real reason. Yeah. Melly thought that Fitz was going to show up last last episode and come to, you know, meet her at the thing. She's like, he's going to, you know, I, he's going to come. I'm giving him time. She didn't know why. She never knows why he doesn't do stuff or does do something. Melly can she can predict what Fitz is going to do, but if you ask her why he did it, she won't have a, she won't know. And that's exactly how I felt to where she was like, "Yes, I knew he would do it. You have no clue as to why he did it. You just lucked out, girl." This is the thing: is they both, and by they, I mean Olivia and Melly, actually want the same thing. To piggyback off what Keneally said, for different reasons. They both want Fitz to be the Fitz, the best Fitz Fitz can be. Mm-hmm. What that looks like is slightly different, but the end goal is the same because they don't see the best Fitz not being the president of the United States of America. And I think that to bring it back to Olivia in the same way that in season one with the debate, when she basically like showed him himself and stood up to him, in the same way that ironically you can argue even with defiance, and then again in this last ep- in this last episode and 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 the scene where basically she says to him like if you don't want to be president cool but make sure that you know that you don't want to be president and the reason that you don't want to do it is because you've given up on yourself and now you don't think that you can do it and i think that the fatal flaw he was making was he was putting his sense of self on someone else which he's always done whether that's been big jerry melly or olivia this was the first time he put his own belief in self on himself and I think we're going to see a very different Fitz. Because now Fitz believe in, believes in Fitz. And even though their trigger was Olivia, he had to come to the realization, do I think that I can do this? Mm-hmm. And even if I think I can't, I'm at least going to try. Yeah, agree. Now, we saw Jake give the footage of, after he watched it again, we saw him give the footage <laughs> of him and Olivia to Big Boss, the, the Secretary of Defense. What do you guys think he's going to do with that footage? 
We'll see. I don't know. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna use it to um, blackmail the president. Sorry, I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I think. Okay, that's, that's, that's the question <laughs> I had. And then we go back to Olivia in her office, and she gives Harrison, or she tells Harrison, if things get messy, I'm not your client. I can take care of myself. And then she hands him the two folders. And then later on, we go back to uh, when the president's about to give his speech, and they don't know what he's going to say, but we see that Fitz is thinking about what he's going to say, and that he folds the paper and he speaks from his mind and he says my marriage is none of your business and I will be running for re-election and it's the same time when Harrison came out of the office looking frantic and when he came out of the office because Bam has been putting all these thoughts in my mind about Harrison being a mole and like all these different things I didn't know how it was going to be connected but we see the Citron card is gone Billy Chambers is back and I, you know, I was always saying Billy Chambers isn't dead. Billy Chambers isn't dead. And maybe I have to watch it the next episode to see what the explanation behind it, behind him being the mole, besides him being a bitter Bob. But when he, when they opened up the door, I was like, yo, Billy Chambers. And then I'm thinking, but wait, Billy Chambers. And David, but my, uh, when did they meet? Oh, darn it. I think I just connected the dots. Okay. Bear with me real quick. So, and again, it all goes down to when Olivia trusted David. And remember from season one, I said she should have never done it. Olivia is the one who da- brought David into Amanda Tanner, right? And then when 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 Billy killed... Uh, the boyfriend. Uh, yeah, little boo. I don't know what... Gideon, right? Mm-hmm. When he killed Gideon... She then doubled back around to him, and she was like, you need to catch his killer. And he was like, but you got rid of all the evidence, right? So, again, David could have already been investigating. We've only seen David investigating the defiance part. But defiance still leads back to Amanda Tanner. Not really, but technically. It's still the president, because that's where he was first brought in. Mm -hmm. So you connect the dots to Amanda Tanner. Then, again, Billy is the one who was like, oh, I was having a baby with Amanda Tanner, but the president, blah, blah, blah. It's easy to connect the dots if you're David. Right now, the key thing is that I don't understand is how do they actually get together if Billy Chambers is supposed to be dead? Right. So why would Billy Chambers? Because the only way this could work is Billy had to have connect contacted David, not David contacted Billy. Does it make sense? Who was supposed to kill Billy? Charlie. Mm -hmm. Was Charlie ever in contact with David? Do we remember if Charlie and David ever 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 crossed paths? Ever crossed paths? No. Mm -hmm. No. And that's my question. Like, how is Charlie connected to this now that we know that David and Billy are? Well, and that's and that's where it gets tricky, and that's where it gets tricky. And in my mind, and I said it, and I'm going to be unpopular. I agree with you in the same way that you've always said Billy's not dead. Billy's not dead. But to me, this Billy being the mole, I don't like it. I, I think it is. I think it is insulting to the to the storyline because something doesn't make sense. Because again, you can't have had Billy contacting. Like, who contacted who? Because, And I'm just going to throw things out there, and, and hopefully it will all gel together. So we obviously have this B, B, B group, right? So the B group is obviously connected to some higher-level Secretary of Defense. That's why the, the Secretary of Defense guy said, Charlie's no longer your guy, because Charlie's our guy. And he let him know Charlie's our guy. So does that mean they're still connected to Charlie? Or is Ch- Charlie doubling back and going against them to go together with Billy? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, are, is he really the mole, or is there still another mole? Like, because there's still still two operations going on. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm right, confused, too. I'm, I'm, confused. I'm confused, confused, too, and you you make a good point. Uh, Billy may not necessarily be the only mole. I just think it's whack, because 
you have certain characters who we haven't seen in a long time. And so, you know, there's Billy and there's um, and there's Sally Langston. And so I just think for us to have to go through all 21 episodes to come back to Billy just seems it just seems like, huh, for real? Yeah, I just think it's what. We'll see. Hopefully they and show also us what too the deal like is. and also my thing is so you're still trying to get the president Sally rolled on you so I don't even I can't even it it just doesn't make it doesn't make I a lot of sense even. so hopefully next well obviously next week better offer some type of clarification now it, can up? I say something completely different even though I am very happy that Fitz is going to run again there is still a part of me. That wanted to see them both willing to put their relationship in the full light of day. Mm -hmm. And I was actually pleasantly surprised at how calm Olivia was. And they've been doing it for the last three episodes. This is going to sound corny, but shout out to uh, the makeup artist on set. They've been doing something different with Olivia's makeup. Have you noticed? She looks younger. She looks calmer, Mm -hmm. right? She looks less Olivia Pope. And more Livy. And I like that feeling from her. And I like that she seemed that whatever was going to come, she took care of her family, which was the folders. And basically, you know, basically was like, Harrison, you're now in charge. Like, and even I think that interaction, the way that she said, oh, no, let's find out who the mole is or if Sally's the mole. I think that was her changing the guards or the changing of the guards. I think she was basically like a proud mama. And even though she couldn't admit anything, she was like, Harrison has stepped up. I can leave this in good hands. But I really, I don't know. I still wanted, I don't know. I still wanted to see that next step. I'm with you. I I definitely feel the same way. But, well, it is what it is. I guess it's time for News and Gossip. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so uh, really quick, uh, Scandal has been doing terrific in um, in the in the ra- ratings. They've been the number one uh, 10 p.m. drama on any network of any nights for the 11th consecutive week in its first run broadcast. In addition to, it's also been the number one TV series in its time slot on each of its 14 last um, original episodes. And as far as the Twitter and social media goes, uh, you know, Nielsen is now um, launching a Twitter TV rating and. fall of 2003 and it's really uh, plays in part to um, how uh, scandals uh, has been so popular on Twitter and so much that there are 2,200 tweets per minute during the actual (laughs) broadcast of Scandal and overall there's 288,000 tweets in the full hour of of Scandal and the the number two um, show that has the second amount of tweets is American Idol and it only has 155,000 so that is that totally shows just how much uh the social media, particularly Twitter, has uh, has really helped enhance the ratings and the popularity of Scandal. Okay. And I think just changed the TV landscape. It mm-hmm. has. I was going to say, Cornelia showed us all a video um, from a DC news station that was ABC. doing a piece. ABC yeah, ABC. Seven. They were doing a piece on social media and how it affected Scandal. And After Buzz TV, our Scandal After Show here, actually made it onto um, that segment. So shout out, guys. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to show you guys a quick cover if you haven't seen it from Elle magazine. And Carrie Washington has been on the cover of so many magazines. This is her first like major fashion magazine. And and it's just, it's just funny how she's blown up from first season to second season, like the accomplishment she's made. Because I remember when we first 
started watching this first season and we were following her. She's at like maybe 282,000. I checked today just out of curiosity. She's at over 800,000. Like just to see how somebody's career can change so fast. So, uh, Bravo. Twitter followers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Twitter followers. Bravo to you, Carrie. Um, Giveaway. Who wants to talk about the giveaway? I'll talk about the giveaway. So you guys, you've heard us talk about uh, the Scandal Season 1 DVD that we got signed by a few of the cast members. But we're finally going to give the DVD away. So please listen carefully. What we're going to do is you have to reach out to us on any social networking site that you can find us on. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, iTunes. Emil has Chasing LA. Bam has uh, his movie um, that he's coming out with. He has contact information. We have personal blogs. Wherever you can find us, you should hit us up with hashtag AfterBuzzTV Scandal. Hashtag AfterBuzzTV <laughs> Scandal with your full name, city and state, or if you're out of the country, put the country that you live in. And that will enter you into the drawing. You can only be entered one time. So if you hit us all up at different times with the same information, we're going to see that you, you, you've done it. And we're going to put you in the drawing one time just to be fair to everybody. And you have until midnight Wednesday. And I mean midnight Wednesday, 11, 4, 11.59 p.m. Tuesday night. Make sure that you reach out to us with information. So again, hashtag AfterBuzz TV Scandal. And that's Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time. After Buzz, hashtag After Buzz TV Scandal on any social networking site. Hit us up with your your full name, city, and state to win Scandal Season 1 DVD signed by... Who was it signed by, guys, again? Jeff Perry, Kerry Washington, Katie Lowe's, and Guillermo Diaz. This is a big deal, guys. So make sure you get into this giveaway. This is the only time we're going to be doing this. This is it. We're going to announce the winner at the finale show next week. Yes, finally happening. (laughs) And now it's time for shout-outs. Shout-outs! My favorite part of the show. Again, and the reason that we do shout-outs is, Gladiators, we really, truly appreciate you. We appreciate you uh, watching on YouTube. We appreciate you listening on iTunes. We appreciate, especially on iTunes, rating, comment, and subscribing. So I'm going to jump right into the shout-outs for today's show. We have iTunes, A Monet 720 Mad Moni, Nikki Rocks Number 1, Trina0430. And for Twitter, we have Archangel, AU Yellow Rose, BZ Crazing or BZ, I don't know, BZCR8ING, C underscore McDaniel, Carpe DM Life, Cinematic Mag, Sensitive. She said that Sally is the mole. She still could maybe be right with Billy Chambers, but she said to say it on the air. Um, Deb Wilker, Diggable Lemmy, E Brown 1206, I am Tosh. Ab, Livy Rose 00, Monk underscore Pepper, Olitz Fiend, O W L I R I G 2011, Scandal Love 12, Scandal Red Hot, Track Star Vetty Vet, XO Tony Ronnie XO, Z S A, how come I can't read these? <laughs> Z S A Clar. For YouTube, we have Alex Greaves, Angel Durham. And Antigone M06, Bella Blue 10, Book Maiden 253, Brittany, Brittany Spears, Chocolatey, Chocolatey Beauty, CJYAHH21, Connie Tisdale, DS Mile 100, Enrico Anadote, Fabio's Girl, Fangal 12, Fatty K, Fitzgerald T. Grant, Hazel Ulyse, <laughs> U- 
J1091L, Jacob Walton, J Jordan19821, K Hot T A R T27, Kinky Curly Barbie, Lindsay Marie, Lisa678100, Michelle Loggins, Mikey M, Min Cop, Moni6626, Maya2436 Diva, Neo Persia99, Pama Anog, Picky Chick 3, P-M-O-N-P-L, Queenie K, Rachel Thompson, and also Rachel Thompson, shout out to your friends in Canada, uh, Skinoglio, Sakura, Susan Easton, T.D. Brown, 1456, T.M., The D. Ree, Teresa, Therese Robinson, Trisha Ikes, You Can Find 99, Uncloud, Unclouded Path, VP Connect 2008, Vivian Painesville, and Wallflower. Thank you again, Gladiators. iTunes, Twitter, YouTube, we really appreciate you. iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. Twitter, you can continue to talk to us. And YouTube, you can continue the conversation of anything that we didn't talk about or every, anything you'd like to expand upon or theories, conspiracies, and always cold piece of the week. <laughs> now it's My time bad. for... No, no, you're good. It's time for predictions. <laughs> and now... You're after Buzz TV. Um, I just want to hear your, your predictions, guys. I think because we saw David involved, I have a feeling, and I keep saying this, I don't know if I'm wrong, just act like I never said it. I think <laughs> Abby is going to potentially jump on board with David if she finds out that he is involved in this whole situation one because abby was still shooting while everybody else was wrapped so i in my mind i was like oh she must be shooting the the last scenes of the, the episode which probably wasn't the case they're probably just doing some you know some back cleanup but because abby still feels the way she feels and abby knows she betrayed david and they had that moment between them when they were staring at each other when he when he saw the cytron card Something in me is saying Abby is going to jump on board with this whole David bad guy thing. And she always back, back talks and she had the conversation with Huck when Huck was going crazy about how Olivia gets you and she, she does this and she she's this and that. Something just tells me Abby is going to, she's going to flip out. Hold on. Steven, you want to jump in? Sure, real quick. So, I don't actually watch but I listen to you guys every week, and it's like kind of like listening to a radio show, and, you know, you go scene to scene, so I kind of pick up a little few, bit of things. Honestly, it sounds like Cyrus is making big moves. He's getting a little bit too arrogant, and it seems like everything's kind of working out too well for him, and I think that that's going to bite him in the ass. I think that things are going to go the way he plans, and then something's going to hit him and maybe even take him out in the finale and kill him. Mm. 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 We did see him on the ground in the preview. Yeah. He was. And we have always said, like, he's going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the way he goes, seriously. Um, my prediction is they're, they're, um, they're doing, like, a bait and switch. Charlie, I, I, I'm just not buying it. Charlie would not have given up the mole. And if Charlie gave up the mole, it's because Charlie doesn't know who the mole is. No, seriously. Them showing us that it's Billy and David, the fact that my reaction was like BS, that's that I think they're 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 playing us. Something doesn't make sense. They're not the mole. Are they maybe connected? Yes, but they are not the mole. It just does not make sense. It's too obvious and not obvious in terms of the Billy part, but I don't like it. They're not the mole. Whoever the mole is is actually gonna floor us. This pissed me off. It didn't floor me. 
whoever the mole is is going to make me fall off my chair. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Uh, my prediction is Sally gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. Um, <laughs> The cupcake girl at the at the cupcake shop. Um, but make sure you do a spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so spoiler alert. <laughs> when we pause the previews, we um, the cupcake girl had came into the door and she was holding a gun to um, it appeared to be Olivia. So she has something to do with that. But I'm gonna go further into uh, a prediction and say that she was gonna kill Olivia. And then Harrison steps in, and then she kills Harrison. That's that's one of my predictions. You're just and, trying to kill Harrison, off. And then I think that David and Harrison are going to come to blows. I think they'll come to blows because there's something fishy about David to Harrison. And so if Harrison and him find out what's going on, I think that's going to take Harrison over the top, and, and I'm, I think they're going to come to blows. Yeah, especially with that whole tough guy move with the chair. I mean, <laughs> no, shout out to Jam Girl 173 in the chat room. She said, no, Cornelia. Abby will not betray Olivia for David. <laughs> My bad, girl. Dang. Yeah, serious. This is in the chat room. But, um... I just can't wait for next week for the finale, and uh, it will be bittersweet. But where can we find you guys? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Bam Erickson or Big Six Entertainment. And you can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. And I'm across the board at Canelia. Remember, guys, the giveaway. Find us wherever you can to enter into the, the giveaway. And I'm at Emil Ennis Jr. and ChasingLA.com. It was great, guys. Fun as always. And we will see you next week for the finale. Tell your friends, your family about AfterBuzz. Watch us live. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. <laughs> <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 